Hello, grandkids, and welcome to Stunt Granny Audio 902. This is Kevin DeFrango. On the other end is Shahid Abdulhadi. What is up, good sir? I'm doing the best I can. I hope everyone is enjoying themselves. I'm trying to enjoy myself. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I guess I do remember the last time I had four days off, but your schedule always uh, fascinates me. Actually, it was four and a half because I only worked a half day on Monday, and then next week I have six days off in a row, so. Uh, yeah, having been a, uh, eight to fiver the whole time I've been, uh, working, that is just something I'm not sure I could get used to at this juncture. Yeah, it was one of those, since I've been, I worked three straight weekends, so I've been off during the week, and then I use a leave day here and a leave day there, so that's fine. Just have me enjoy having some time off, catch TV, and watch some good old wrestling. Uh, yeah, and I, uh, I will admit, when I uh, attended uh, SmackDown this past Friday, with our uh, good buddy Josh Mustachio. Um, I saw Kevin Owens come out, and I'm like, they're going to make me watch this show, aren't they? And uh, I'll tell you what, did not fit it into the schedule. <laughs> Kevin Owens did not quite uh, draw me in enough to uh, actually rewatch this show at uh, a later time. <laughs> I mean, well, you missed some good things. It's like SmackDown... It's a funny thing how that's become basically the flagship show of WWE. I want to say really for no. the past ever. I want to say since they moved to Fox, but definitely the past couple of years where I might miss Raw on occasion, but I can't remember the last. Like the only time I might miss SmackDown was when DirecTV was having their beef with Daystar and Fox, and I couldn't watch it for like two months. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm glad I got around those shenanigans. Yeah, it's funny how that ended right when football season started. Oh, oh yeah, it is always uh, shocking <laughs> that football season seems to resolve all problems. But, you know, SmackDown was his usual enjoyment. Um, one thing about them is they'll maximize skits with matches and they'll have a few big um, – Angles and the biggest angle was the one that anyone saw coming. Asuka joining Damage Control because, of course, you know I don't want to call Bianca Belair Stink 2.0, but <laughs> a funny thing about that whole thing is when you have people that can cut promos in a language that you don't speak, they can make plans behind your back, and you have no idea that they're making plans behind your back. But considering the history that even not counting your Shirai, Asuka and Kyrie were tag team champions. Oh. <laughs> you really think that she's going to choose you over them? Uh, yeah, that was uh, not a wise choice on uh, Bianca's part. Yeah, like even if Bianca's not sure, Charlotte should have known better. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, hadn't they just teamed though a couple of times recently? Put aside their differences. Yes. So Char Charlotte being a little too optimistic on her end, maybe. Yes, and I know they were actually tag team champions in a pandemic era, which is wild to think about. But yeah, it's it's something. It's one of those internet things that just made sense because as soon as Kyrie came back, everyone's like, 
okay, when is Oscar going to join there? They're going to have a team and eventually kick Bailey to the curb. And it's like, I'm glad they didn't waste time and drag it out. So it's, it oh. was one week and it's there. And it, and it makes sense because they all have history. And the funny thing about the whole thing is kind of like, Bailey just feels like this, are they going to kick me out my own group? <laughs> Energy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny just because like Edge did not have that concern at all, but uh, I it, Bailey already had it etched on her face when uh, Kyrie Sane came aboard. Uh, I would be even more concerned now that Oscar is aboard. Yeah, it's like Bailey's in the dummies. Like yeah, the last time you were here, Kyrie, I kind of jumped you and put you out the company. I hope you don't have any hard feelings and Kyrie can be that whole, Oh, that's water on the bridge. I forgive you. Let's hug and stuff, but I'm not trusting a pirate. I'm <laughs> watching <laughs> <laughs> the movies. Like I'm like, I'm not doing that. And it's funny how this builds a long-term storyline where it's feel like Bailey's been kind of undermined EO since EO got the belt. While oh. like I'm supporting you being your friend, and you know it's like I'm a grown woman, I can make my own choices, my own decisions. You keep making decisions for me, and now the shoes on another foot. And Bailey is like, I don't really know how that feels. And Dakota Chiron is smart, like, hey, we all one big family. What's the, <laughs> what's the problem? Like you're not, they ain't jumping me. Uh, yeah, uh, it's it's a wise move on her place, uh, her part to play both sides of the fence there, and it's pretty easy to do. It's just like, hey, I'm still injured. You're not allowed to attack me. Yes, and I mean with war, like as soon as they announce war games, you kind of figure how like damage control with those four makes sense. Oh. And now, it's, and now it's kind of like I. I know what three of the members gonna be on the other side. It's gonna probably be Bianca, Charlotte, and Shotzi. I have no idea who the fourth member would be. I mean, at least name wise, Becky makes sense. But uh, it, it it was pointed out that uh, this almost is an exclusive SmackDown match for, yes. and that that complicates matters. And Becky really doesn't have any beef with them anymore. So it would just feel weird with her going. Like she got a stuff on her own plate and raw. Um, I don't know. Like I say, Liv, I was, would guess like is Liv Morgan healthy, but I think she's still a raw wrestler. So. Uh, yeah, you actually have me interested enough that I'm like, hold on, what's their, what does the official SmackDown roster of uh, women look like? Because I am not completely sure. I think we saw all of them (laughs) in that last match where it's kind of like, yeah, um, I don't really think this, because this funny thing that happened is like SmackDown has a faction and the people find a faction and Raw has everybody else. So I guess we'll see. That's the beauty thing about it. I guess we'll see soon as I watch oh, Miss NXT herself, Ariana Grace. She is definitely her father's daughter that I can see Santino oh. all on her face. <laughs> but um, I'm definitely curious to see the, you know, see the match. And it's like war games between the men's, the men's match and the presumably women's match. It seems like it's going to be very enjoyable and entertaining. 
and it's just wild to think that a WCW thing that became an NXT thing is now a Survivor Series thing. Uh, yeah, it's really taken the place of the traditional Survivor Series match. It's been a little surprising. And to be honest, I don't really have a problem with it because the Survivor Series matches oh. were always weird where it's like when we grew up, it was like gimmick teams. Like, oh, we all wear leather jackets or we all wear face paint or we all are like vain and they just have random matches and then sometimes they just put teams together. Then they kind of moved away from the teams for a while and then they brought the teams back like the 2000s and I always laugh at the team that had what was it? Brock Lesnar Big Show Matt Morgan Nathan Jones and I think A-Train? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Uh, I I remember against Team Bob Holly. Yes. the, The reason I remember that team is kind of like Brock Lesnar was the shortest man on his team. (laughs) <laughs> that will probably never happen again it's like you know and you had TV from 5 to 4 and like you have the shield plus somebody or you have Roman Reigns eliminate everybody and then they brought the team Raw versus Smackdown where you have like JBL trying to be a baby face like I'm not cheering for you just because you represent Smackdown and Rey Mysterio is on your team like no and everybody got blue shirts on. Although I will say, the last few years it was funny when you when they had gang wars, the Kurt Angle GM years. No, <laughs> <laughs> where SmackDown would just invade Raw and just jump folks for no reason. And to be honest, that was one of the starts of Becky Lynch's like ascension to be the main event status was like Survivor Series time and Nia Jax busting her face. So no. Uh, yeah, Nia Jax loves to bring that one up. I like Becky's retort. Like, yeah, I went to the main event and you got fired. <laughs> you, can't, you can't beat that. So. <laughs> yeah, you were uh, 100% correct. It was the uh, 2000, uh, was it 2003 Survivor Series? Yeah, 2003 Survivor Series. Which is uh, Team Angle versus Team Lesnar. Yes. I mean, I'm not going to forget that team. That's a big-ass team. So, So, and then the year when Triple H and Shawn Michaels is like, let's bring NXT to the main roster. And you got stuff like Adam Cole beating Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. Clean. And that was the last time NXT felt like a big deal until (coughs) now. Because it's funny, while they got pushed for like a month, and then after Survivor Series, they were like, nah, we're not doing that. That's never happened. You know, we're not getting stranded in Saudi, so I hope you enjoy that while it lasts, because that's never happened again. And now I get to see, it's like the, you know, everybody's on the same, everybody's on the same shows. So it's like, it definitely feels like it's... If NXT is not a major brand, it feels almost like it doesn't feel like minor league anymore. Like, I'm not surprised by somebody from Raw SmackDown just showing up. And it's just wild because I don't know if you guys talked about it. The fact that CW is paying double what USA is paying to show NXT. And I don't know if the rumor is true. Is that true that NWA was going to get that slot until Uh, (laughs) the desk get 
Wait, that's a South of that sounds nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, the rumor is out there. I'm not sure uh, there has been, because even Billy Corgan didn't really mention, did he say that they were in talks with CW? I'm trying to remember what his statement was, but he had like, you know, other options or something like that. You know, like he was not trying to uh, play his hand, I guess, whatever hand he has. Yes, and it's kind of like, for, I would just say this, for their sake, I hope it's not the truth. That's all I want to say. Because if it is, how dumb could you be? Because, why? Uh, yeah, I'm not quite sure where you put that. If you're trying to be a serious network, in my opinion, like, that doesn't seem like it. You know, building on the ACC network, uh, you know, success, I guess, with the CW, uh, you know, bringing in something like uh, NXT makes sense to me. Like, it kind of has a similar vibe to it. NWA. But CWA, I mean, I'm CWA. CW's moving away from that, though. It's becoming sports and Christian talk. Like, and it's funny, people making those jokes about how NXT would fit in definitely during a Riverdale era, but I'm like, that's not CW anymore. <laughs> it's like, you gotta kind of know your, de- like, no. kind of gotta know your, de- like, all of those DC shows are, are oh. gone, are about to be gone. Riverdale's done. All like all those teen shows are done. Like they are changing how they look, and they're trying to get more into like the live sports business. Because um, it's kind of like I, they assume it's more profitable to get eyes from sports than teen shows that only a few people are going to watch. They want a different demographic, obviously. And it shows the power of wrestling, where it's like people will spend money to watch to get wrestling because they know they're going to have a guaranteed ratings base, even something like NXT. And if somebody told you that NXT, somebody would spend $30 million a year, I was, you know, back when it was on the WWE Network and there's an hour, <laughs> like, that's a win. I know people might miss those good old days, but hey, oh, it's, it's a whole bunch of people who still just watch network TV that may not have cable. And now see and now NXT is going to be on network TV. Uh, yeah, that was one thing I was kind of surprised about with the uh, what was uh, what Smack. I'm trying to remember what SmackDown's going to now. SmackDown is going to because was it USA they, also? US, yeah, they're going to yeah. USA. Okay, so, so I wonder where Raw is going to. Yeah, so it does make sense if the WWE still... Because I did laugh, like, well, I know that my in-laws definitely channel surf because, A, they ran into SmackDown one time on network TV, but they are also in the uh, cable business and decided to watch AEW one uh, Friday night. I mean, I used to, like, look, I didn't always have cable, but... I always appreciate the fact that, for the most part, 
SmackDown was on network TV. If it was on UPN or my TV or now on Fox, like I know it was on sci-fi for a while, but for the most part, it was like, you could always, you could find SmackDown somehow. Raw was always USA, except for the time when it was on TNN. And I'm sorry, Spike. So it always Might have felt been like, both. <laughs> yeah, it was both. And it's, it's funny where Raw always felt like the cable show and SmackDown felt like the network TV show. Um, oh. So, but like NXT was like that niche thing. And now they've made it become like, like college. Like, you know, we have these young people. We working up, we working them out to get to the pros, and sometimes we have our pros here. Like the fact that now it's like Becky Lynch was just down there for a month does not seem weird. People surprised about oh NXT got ratings. I'm like yes, more people watch NXT because Becky Lynch was there. It's Becky Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> it's like y'all can say what you want about views and stuff like that. It's like Becky Lynch is still very popular. People watch her. It's the reason they did that. So it's working. And say what you want about Shawn Michaels. He knows how to book NXT. Like, you know, I, oh. you weren't watching. They had a tea ceremony between Zia Lee and Live Carrier to kind of, like, build up their title match. And it was like, only NXT does goofy. Like, they do goofy stuff. NXT is perfect because they do goofy stuff earnestly. Oh, yes. Yeah, I, I love that show. Like, it's probably my favorite show. Right now, just because of the the goofiness of everything, uh, honestly, I'm looking forward to whatever the next chapter is in the uh, Chase U uh, story. Oh well, they had their title match, um, and it seemed like Chase U turned on their boss. Like they had a walk, like the the, the Chase U um, cheering section left. Uh oh. Yes, and they subsequently lost the title match to the Paisan. So, uh, Tony Saxon D'Angelo got the belt spec. And, yeah, it was kind of like, you know, um, JC Jane and Thea was still in his corner, but everybody else is like, I don't know. They, and this is wild that happened the same the same week that Jim Harbaugh had all his stuff. I don't know if it was coincidence, but it's just perfect timing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was uh, amusing timing, uh, if nothing else. So, and it's just funny how they treat that whole storyline because when you think they they zig, they'll zag, like with the whole Thea Hell thing, and it's like you feel like, oh, JC Jane's gonna take her away and turn her to a woman, she's gonna leave, and instead, JC Jane does that and then joins Chase You. Oh. and try to get Chase and Duke Hudson to cheat. You know Duke would cheat because he's all about winning. Chase wants to do the whole, we're going to do things the right way, and we're not going to like intervene that way. So for Mr. High and Mighty Andre Chase to get in trouble, it's just a funny thing because they still haven't said what he did, but something happened. I'll, it's, I'm looking forward to see how that goes. Uh, yeah, JC Jane has played such a, like you said, like a, this weird role where, yeah, you thought that she was going to undermine the whole school, but then she kind of joined in and 
she almost has some weird love love thing going on with Andre Chase, just the way things have gone. Yes, I love JC Jane. I think it's funny why I didn't like her that much when they were together, Toxic Attraction, but that whole mean girl with a secret heart of gold thing just works because she's a heel, but she's not evil. I mean, she's a heel with like no. righteous intentions. Does that make sense? Fair enough way to put it. Yeah, which is weird. You want to think about her considering how that started with her and Gigi Dolan. Just it's just the fact that now you see Gigi Dolan seem like the more petty, unstable one. JC James will be the heel. She seems the more likable one. It's just funny. But no, I just like that's why I like NXT because they can do stuff like that and it just it works. Like they because they they don't assault your intelligence. Even for something that's silly and goofy, they like they they play it straight, you know. Like I saw seeing scripts with out the mud. You know what's funny about that? I went online and I saw people was complaining about that gimmick of scripts. Oh, now son, he's hoods. I believe it was like, you know, he used, he was actually like that in real life. <laughs> I I think I didn't know that he was that way in real life, but. He seems entirely more comfortable in that role. Yes, and it and it's just wild because it's kind of like if you if that's the first role you saw him in, you wouldn't necessarily have a problem believing it. But since we saw him as Reggie and all of that nonsense on SmackDown with Carmella and Sasha Banks and Nia, oh my god, just thinking about that, how goofy that shit was. Yeah, I mean, he goes from, because uh, was, he wasn't a sommelier, was he? Was, did... Yes. Okay, I was trying to remember if yes. they went just like wine specific with him <laughs> or, or not. But yeah, I mean, it was such a weird thing. The sommelier thing was weird. I don't I don't know if he's that, like, he's one of those guys where you can tell that he has a lot of athletic talent, but I'm not sure if he's a good wrestler. I mean... He hasn't been given a whole lot of chances either, so... Sometimes that's not important. Um, It's kind of like, one thing I've learned is... Good wrestler means... Put on an entertainment show. Look at JC James trying to save. Yeah, you might be right about this all love stuff. <laughs> As he just left the arena, she picked him up. But no, one thing I learned watching Logan Paul is kind of like if you have entertaining matches and you're entertaining outside the ring, doesn't that make you a good wrestler? Uh oh. Yeah, I mean, him having a good gimmick is has been a help for sure. Yes, and working with them, but it's just funny. I was thinking about that gimmick because it's kind of like ethnic gang wars is back. It's been a long time since we had that in WWE. Because <laughs> the brawling brutes are like, we're from the streets too, but we we fight face to face. We don't sneak up on folks. Like <laughs> we're street fighters with a code, and I'm like. <laughs> Okay, you sound dumb, but whatever whatever works. And I like how I just wonder, like the people that do all, like this NXT and main roster, like don't they get tired? It's a lot of traveling. Oh, 
Yeah, especially, I mean, I guess the only good thing is there's a lot of planes that go directly to Orlando, so that at least probably saves some travel hassle, but it that is a lot of extra travel. No, so, especially uh, since, what, most of the people that have been down there don't live in Orlando? Like, because yeah. isn't Corbin still out in Kansas City, I think? That man has been living in NXT recently, so... Hey, they they are making it work. Um, oh yeah! But they had they had their match, and it was a good hard hitting match. One thing about the brawling brutes, even with Sheamus not being there, is like whenever Ridge and Butch will fight, <laughs> and they, oh. they never they they'll put on like you know they're not the prettiest matches, but those matches never seem boring, and those matches never seem soft. So, Noam Dar versus Chad Gable, what a world we live in. <laughs> NXT here is cup. Yeah, I was thinking about that because Alpha Academy is a perfect example of how WWE is, is now. Four people from failed gimmicks all coming together to make a better gimmick. <laughs> Just the the Tazawa stuff seemed bad at first, but now I'm like. Everyone is just loving this gimmick right he is, now. He is funny. <laughs> like, he is basically taking our truth spot because our truth is hurt. Is like, this is a man that can wrestle. But because of his size, it's like, it's going to be hard for him to take seriously in the ring. But it doesn't matter because he's just so damn funny. And it's like, he's funny. And he's like 20% oblivious, but like 80% like he's in on the joke. And he's like, I know you laughing at me, but I'm laughing at you too. And we all going to laugh together. Like that nonsense they had on Raw with them in the New Day and him doing that dance with that belt just had me rolling because it was just something that simple. (laughs) And then you put him with those goofballs in Alpha Academy where Otis is a goofball himself. Oh, That's also a ladies man. Maxine Dupree is a supermodel that's a goofball. Chad Gable's a wrestling machine that's like a soccer dad that's also a goofball. Like, they are all <laughs> goofballs, but it's just kind of like they're charismatic. So, Tozawa would, like, of course it fits. I have no idea who thought about that, who decided <laughs> to do that, but they did that and it worked. And it's kind of like that's the thing WWE does now that they didn't do before. It's kind of like they will lean, they will lean into things that normally didn't work make them work and to give it time to work and like give oh. everything a level of importance. Like even, you know, even if it's like a 45 second interview, like I say, like I want you to think about these people. So, you know, like we care about these people. Like that's all it takes. If you may, if you think it's important enough to tell us that it's important, I want you like it's important. Oh Yeah. I mean, I was even surprised that this get this because I think it was on Raw here that uh, they're even trying to make uh, Ivy Nile feel important. Her and yeah. uh, what? Why did her name just uh, skip out of me from Alpha Academy? Oh, Maxine. Dupree. Maxine, yeah. Had their own little side segment after the guys had their own segment. It was just like, hey, we're not forgetting about these two or just letting them sit in the background the whole time. Yes, like it makes Alpha Academy and the Creed Brothers. It's like they're gonna have a match because the Creed Brothers are the closest thing we gonna ever get to the Steiner Brothers in like modern era. Those those two are mutants. <laughs> <laughs> I 
It's just, I mean, the things that they can do at that size is ridiculous. And it's just amazing because they have two completely different body types and they both wrestle the exact same way. And I'm like, I have no idea how that makes sense physics wise. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Brutus is the, the Brutus ball has actually, I don't hate it anymore. Not, I I, not sure it's my favorite move still, but I don't hate it anymore. I know a lot of people feel a certain way, but I'm like, if somebody that damn big jumped at you and landed on you, is it going to hurt? <laughs> <laughs> so all of that, like, I don't know if that hurts. I'm like, imagine if a safe fell on you. It's not going to hurt. <laughs> you did not realize how heavy that man is. Like, that is not a small man. Like, yes, and just him being doing aerial stuff, but like a even though looking like a bowling ball is just hilarious. Julius Creed is going to be a future world champion. I don't know when, but it's like nobody that looks that way that can cut that's that damn talented is not going to make it. So, uh, yeah, he's one of those guys where it's just like they're like, oh, he could have trained for the Olympics, but he decided to come to the WWE. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, this guy made the right choice. Yeah, it's. I think about the people they have at NXT, and it's like, especially with the men and women, it's just insane. Like, I remember when Indy Hartwell was considered, like, you know, a big deal in the athletic marvel. And now, and I just watch her, and it's like, she still is, but it just seemed like she hasn't left that long, but just the jump in athletic ability in the women they have is just insane. Like, last legend. Is a looks like an Amazon, and she's a six foot tall jobber. Because they have so many people in NXT. Like I'm glad like she won tonight, but it's like she she's an Amazon that looks like a supermodel, and she's just out there just taking loss like Baron Corbin as enhancement talent. Because they have so many damn people there, and it's just kind of like, oh, she used to sprint. Oh, she was an MMA fighter. Oh, she was a javelin thrower. She was a pole vaulter. These twins. I got a fifth degree. Like they had a match with two women with black belts that look like Victoria's Secret models. Like that is just wild. Where it's like, where do they find these? We've had this conversation before, but it seems like the last since we've had this conversation, we just had six new people I'd never seen. Like who was they had Lola Vice was fighting. Who was? The, the girl, I can't even think about it's it. It's not she, Kalani she, Jordan. Kalani Jordan. Oh. It's like I look like an R and B singer. I love Jesus, and I'm a gymnast. <laughs> and it's and I'm watching her, and I'm like, this woman is. I'm like, this woman moves like Bobby Eaton. That's like that's the first thing. That, like she is just so smooth in the ring to be that damn young and that athletic. And I'm like, this is insane. Like I remember the Kelly Kelly days. Uh yeah, and they weren't that long ago. Like it was long ago, but it wasn't it wasn't that long ago. And I'm just kind of like the jump in athleticism and aesthetics that we have with women in wrestling is ridiculous in a good way. And that's the beauty of wrestling being popular is that you have more choices where it's not just getting like I got the coolest person in Indies. Like you can always get an indie person. As you saw with the rumors with Julia. And all the people come out, oh, I'll trip away. He need to keep his hands, this filthy hands off of her. It's like, okay. You think he, 
the best the best wrestling woman on the planet that wrestles in Japan and and is a tie with braids. You think Triple H is not gonna have an eye on her? Come on now. <laughs> like like I know y'all I know y'all want to see her wrestle Mercedes one last time, but it's like if if she wants to be in WWE, she's gonna be in WWE. Stardom can say whatever they want. Like y'all need to let that go. Vince is not. If y'all, if y'all, y'all haven't got the memo. Vince ain't in charge anymore. Oh. <laughs> and Triple H is like, yes, I'm gonna have my dream of getting the the world's finest, like the Avengers, and they all gonna come under my stick. I'm all gonna make it work. That he's not gonna find time for Julia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Tegan Knox getting time. Like, what are we talking about? Uh, I. I mean, they've even reinvented Natalia to be about as good as she's going to be at this stage of her career. The mentor. Yeah, like she's the old, like she's the old veteran. Yeah. Uh, it works because it's like you forget how like she's been there a long time and she can do that whole I've been here longer than anybody. I got more wins than anybody. It's almost kind of like she's you were like one day you watch football, you're like, oh, Curtis Martin's fourth all time in Russian. And then you're like, <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> like, how did that happen? And you check pro football reference, like, oh. No, he, he, he just he played a long time and didn't have any bad seasons. That's how that happened. Yeah, funny what happens when you average like twelve hundred yards for fifteen seasons or whatever yeah. it was. And it's like you just wake up one day, it's like, oh, okay. And it's like, yes, it's like the tie is like Adam Oates. It's like, oh, he's top five in assists. It's like you play twenty years, and you, have, <laughs> you know, you get to play with Brett Hall. <laughs> Yarmi Yager is like, oh, you're going to get a chance to score. Like, you just hang around long enough, and it's like, you know, Natalia's like Adam Oates and Law and Order SVU. <laughs> like, you just hang around long enough that you just outlast everybody. And it helps where, you know, she still looks, I mean, she looked better. I don't like talking about woman looks, but it's like she looks great considering how long she's been there. She can still wrestle when she needs to, but it's kind of like she's reached OG status, and they just use her properly. Like they, WWE more than ever is learning how to maximize the people they have, the people that've been there for a long time, and change stuff up. Like Shinsuke Nakamura, have them cut promos in Japanese and give us subtitles. That's all they did, and his whole character, his whole career arc completely changed with something that damn simple. Miz. Have a bust out moves, cause Gunter's like you a talk show host. I'm a wrestler, and Miz took that and Miz took that personally. So Miz is like, yes, I know I just talk and I have a beautiful wife. I can do that wrestling shit too if I need to. Uh, yeah, don't uh, he? The Miz always seems to uh, step it up in the ring. I don't like. I feel like this is an old complaint about him that's uh, being recycled, but hasn't been used in a while. And uh, the last time that it got used, Miz is like, "Okay, fuck you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna wrestle a great match here." Yeah, like, <laughs> Buzz he off. For, he had that match with Ricochet earlier this year. It's like I'm Miz doing springboard DDT. Miz is like, I can do that stuff. I just don't have to. <laughs> Like, I don't got to do that silly shit like y'all. Like, I'm established. But just in case you don't think I can, I'll bust it out every now and then, which stands out. And it's funny where Miz is still being a heel, but people kind of rooting for him because it's like, 
Vince has just been so good for a long time, and they kind of know how this is going to turn out. Like, yeah, Gunter is going to murder this man, but Vince is going to put a good effort taking this L. But I'm just laughing how now Gunter's whole thing is he went from I broke Honky Tonk, Honky Tonk Man's record to I'm going to disrespect every IC title holder before me because it was like, oh, what do you think about Ultimate Warrior? It's like, oh, the Dark Ages is like, that's what y'all used to have. <laughs> like, he's one of the greatest of all time. He's like, you say so. <laughs> he felt so damn offended. Like, we wrestle. Y'all doing all this cute shit, like sports entertaining. And Miz is making fun of Gunter. Like, yes, I know you call me a sports entertainer. Basically making fun of like he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, yes, I know I'm a sports entertainer and you just a wrestler and blah, blah. But it's like we're going we to see in the ring. I like that because it's like you have two heels that are basically the antithesis of each other. That that feud works where it's like Miz just want to show that he I won't don't take me as a joke. Like I can still wrestle, and Gunter is like, no, you can't. But we gonna see. That's it. They fight for the title. That's all you got to do. Yeah, it is uh, not that hard to get to a feud. And even, like you said, like it's been kind of wild hearing, especially on Raw this week, Miz getting a lot of cheers. Just because, <laughs> I, I guess, uh, Gunther's more hated at this point. Yeah, it's like, one thing about Miz is he can get booze all day long, but he's at the point where it's kind of like, he has OG status. Yeah. And it's like, people respect that. And it helped. They were in D.C. Like, one thing about D.C. is they have awesome crowds. Like, they definitely have smart fans. Not, like, obnoxious smart, but it's kind of like, they appreciate good stuff. And they appreciate people put the work in. And one thing about the Miz is, like, live crowds have a lot more respect for the Miz than, than like, certain internet people. Because it's like, he lasted this long. He's still doing it. They appreciate that. He's entertaining. That's it. All that, what moves he do, can he really wrestle, that's irrelevant. Like, that doesn't matter as much as you think it is. Oh, you know, they're dragging off, beating somebody up <laughs> with, a, with a suit vest on. Like, like this is Kingsman. Oh. <laughs> and then getting hurt like he Wolverine. But, um, no, it's like this. It's a funny thing where it's like, you don't realize, this has been there a long time. And Miz is a, like Miz being a locker room leader. It's just it's the truth. Like he's the quintessential WWE wrestler. He doesn't get hurt. He can wrestle with anybody. Cut promos all day. He does everything they ask him to do. He is famous outside of the ring. He never gets in trouble. You don't gotta worry about him. You can move him up and down the card, and he can he can have a title match. And he can be a jerk in the curtain. Makes no difference. He's perfect. And fans know that. They treat him accordingly. So they, they're going to enjoy cheering for, Mir- for Miz, knowing that he don't got a snowball's chance in hell of beating Gunter. And to be perfectly honest, I'm wondering who's going to take that belt off of him. Oh. Uh, I, that's the million dollar question. I mean, it, it's weird that there's. A, a more clear answer for Roman Reigns, or at least a short list probably for Roman Reigns. But 
the list for Gunther is pretty thin. He's being everybody. Unless, you know, you can run it back with Chad Gable. You can run it back with Ricochet. But it's like, you're basically running it back with people. Like, I know people have said Dragunov when he eventually goes on the main roster. Because Dragunov's kind of like had his number. Um, I wonder if they're going to revisit Gunter wrestling Brock Lesnar. Uh, yeah, that was one that seemed like it was going to happen, didn't happen, and you kind of pointed out that it hasn't been revisited in any way, shape, or form, mostly because Brock Lesnar just has been MIA for for a little while now, I guess. Now, that would be a damn match. I would, that's a, that's a wrestling, I would love to see that match, them two big monsters just being monsters. Because there's not a lot of people that can stand toe-to-toe physically with Brock Lesnar. There's not a lot of people physically that can stand toe-to-toe with Gunther. And they, they are basically the answer to those questions. So they can do that. I don't know if you necessarily do that. That's the whole thing. If Gunther has the title, I mean, I don't think Brock cares if he wins or loses at this point. But it's kind of like, I don't know if, if Brock beats Gunther for the IC title. I mean, like he's gonna be there to defend it. It's <laughs> like he wins it on on a Sunday and lose like lose on the next pay per view. You could do that if you want. If Gunter wins, then that's definitely like the whole. It's it's funny you see Gunter and you see his career arc, and it's kind of like you never thought he would get a chance on the main roster, and because of how things work behind the scenes. You can easily see him being like the Vader, the Cody Rhodes thing. Like I can see oh. Gunter beating Cody. Like I can, I can see Gunter beating Cody for the title when Cody has it, and it would make sense the way they build him. Like he's a big deal, and they've treated him like a big deal. But I don't know who's going to take that title off of him. And that this says a lot about the IC title. Like they have treated that man like he is important. And I know it's been a while. It's still hard to get used to the kind of like people that look like that being treated like they're important because it's not the 90s, it's not the 80s and 90s or the 2000s, but it's still wrestling. It's like we've had, dec- we grew up on decades that kind of like if you don't look a certain way, you're not going to do a certain thing. Like, uh, yeah, Gunther has worked his way into looking a certain way, I feel like. Oh, it helps. With, without overdoing it you know i was gonna say becoming brian cage but good lord that is insulting uh how tall gunther is yes well, brian cage i don't think he's passing any tests that involves a cup <laughs> i think gunther just ate salmon and did cardio and i just <laughs> i just laugh at fans like yeah he looked good but i missed the old one i'm like i'm sure gunther probably feel better like i can wear I have a more variety of clothes. My joints feel better, and I can wrestle longer matches because it's like carrying around a lot of weights. You get older, is a pain in the ass. That's why I'm happy I have dropped a whole bunch of weight. <laughs> oh, Bar Rescue, Nikki Garcia. Look at her. I'm like, it's just funny, all these USA shows that just get multiple seasons, and it's like, somebody's watching this. I have no idea. But, oh, yep. Uh, I, I mentioned it to Chris a couple of weeks ago. Watched it once. That was it. Like it wasn't bad. It was like inoffensive. It's just like it's funny watching the two like Bree just at home being a mom and Nikki out here being famous. And people want to oh, 
why the Bella Twins was a big deal. I'm like, because blame, blame E, Total Divas. It's a whole generation that grew up on the Bella Twins. And those women now are watching pro wrestling solely because of her. So it's because of them. But um, no, it's I just like Gunther. It was like they have success stories like that. They just have people like no. Logan Paul is the United States champion. How wild is that? Uh, that's still one that uh, no matter how many times I talk about it, it's still wild to me that I'm like, yeah, this guy has picked up wrestling exceptionally well. You know, you're not really surprised on the microphone part, but the fact that he then puts on good to great matches all the time now, it's just like, it's, what it, what is happening here? He gets it. He's, he's a natural heel performer that's charismatic. Like, we talked about it. Like, the difference between him and Jake is, like, they're both heels, but Logan's, like, Logan is not unlikable. Like you don't like you bull him, but it's kind of like you bull him because you're supposed to. Like he, like Jake Paul seems unlikable. Like he seems like a prick. <laughs> Logan Paul just seems like a um, like I know the world. Like like Logan Paul's like they don't seem that bad. Like yes, he's playing it up. Like he's like I'll bull him, but it's like I don't think he's a bad person. He's just a jerk. Jake Paul just seems like a surly asshole, and that matters. Where it's kind of like when you play a heel, where it's like. They're playing a hill, but deep down, I don't think they're that bad. And it just shows that Logan Paul treats him like a big deal. Like the fact that he cut a promo on Rey Mysterio after his boxing match on pay-per-view is kind of like, <laughs> that man gets the sport. Like that man gets the business of professional wrestling. Because this is wild where it's kind of like, he didn't have to do that. But he did it. And it just worked. And I saw it, I'm like, oh, this man knows. Like he knows. Like old school wrestler, old school wrestler, like yes, this man is a worker, and that's what like Logan Paul, like he knows how to be a wrestler, not just when the bell rings, like when it's just outside stuff, how you present yourself, like he knows how to do all those things, and the fact that he can is uh, X Men athletic wise is just insane. Like the thing, like when Ricochet does what he does, it makes sense because Ricochet looks the way he looks. When Logan Paul does it, it's kind of like like Logan Paul looks like an athlete, but I would never guess Logan Paul was like that level of an athlete. Where it's like just because he's not doing a drop toe hole, he can do the important stuff, and it just looks amazing. I'm like, how? Like, oh. how are you that naturally that good? Uh, yeah, it, it it's always one of those things where. I guess some of the NXT people right now are younger than Logan Logan Paul, but it's like why I, I still don't get why some young people or more young people don't get it. <laughs> Honestly, sometimes. I mean, to be perfectly honest, it's kind of what wrestling thing is like. Is some people like I think we got spoiled by like Kurt Angle, Randy Orton, and Brock Lesnar, and like The Rock, where it's kind of like they just got it because you got to think about it. <laughs> wrestling hard unless you're just naturally charismatic because you look at like like somebody like Bad Bunny getting it it's like he's just loving that much and he's athletic enough and he treats it seriously where it makes sense but for the most part you gotta kinda like it's hard to wrap your head around wrestling if you didn't grow up into it unless you're like around it and I was thinking no. about that because I saw like the press conference for the Iron Claw 
and like you hear how Jeremy Allen White's talking about wrestling. It's like I just thought it's about the moves, and it's about telling the story in between the moves, and it's like it's like an opera and an interactive play. You could the way he was talking about it, like he got it, right? And it was just so refreshing. Where somebody that probably didn't grow up around it is around it and gets the idea why pro wrestling is what it is and it's just a thing where we we are getting a potentially Oscar like we getting a a potential Oscar movie about the Von Eric family we're getting a, pre- a prestige film about pro wrestling it's wild uh, yep not uh, not something that would have been thought about uh, there was definitely the uh, shame of don't you know this is fake for Oh boy! I mean, even uh, into the '90s, uh, I, I I still feel like it wasn't sometime until after the Attitude Era when those questions dropped off. I think, yeah, but even then, it's kind of like the whole thing was like, oh, you still watch wrestling? Aren't you a little old for that? And now it's funny when you went from that era, and now it's like it's on ESPN. <laughs> like they just treat it like it's just normal, and. You think about like people make the jokes like, "Oh, people won't take their dates to that movie and have, and people won't be traumatized." <laughs> Cause it's kind of like it's just wow, like that story. Like I didn't know about the Von Eric story really until I want to say the two thousands. Cause it was like I remember Kerry Von Eric in WWF, but he didn't register to me. I'm like, oh, okay, he just he's some big guy. Like I didn't know anything about him aside. His, like they treat him like he was a big deal and then he kind of faded away so I guess and then you get older you realize like him and his family and you see how they turn out and it was like it's some nasty business just going to pro wrestling days <laughs> like that is an American tragedy and that just happened and now we get a movie like Zach Efron get a movie with Zach Efron and the star of the bear like it's and they treat it like a, like it's important. Like they not like no. we used to get we used to get ready to rumble, and now we. Can <laughs> oh man! I mean, yeah. Because I'm trying to think of uh, which one was uh, Hogan and Zeus there. Uh, oh, no holds barred. Yeah, no holds barred. <laughs> yeah, like we used to, we used to get stuff like that. And now, you know, we're getting, like, important things. Speaking of important, sad things, did you ever watch the Kurt Angle, the latest Kurt Angle um, documentary on the network? I did not. Oh, my God, I watched it. That is a tragedy. Like, you kind of knew. It's funny where we kind of know, but it's different when you, like, I had no clue it was that bad. Like, he said, I think... He said, like, a period of, like, two years, he broke his neck four times in WWE. Oh. <laughs> yes. Like, he kept coming back soon. He kept coming back early and kept, like, hurting himself. And half the time, it involved Brock Lesnar. And it's like, yeah, you just read the story about how he grew up and his his parents, what his family went through and what he went through and how he got hurt training for the Olympics and what he pushed his body through during the Olympics and just... I'm surprised he's alive, to be perfectly honest. And I just think about all the jokes we used to make about Perk Angle and TNA and 
like, I, I, that's the best comment. And you see him now, you hear the server behind I'm like, that shit is not funny. Like, I know why people were doing it because they didn't know. And it was like, this, just, it was just different back then. But seeing Kurt, like, you know, I don't remember certain things. I don't think my quality of life is going to be all that good as I get older. And you can kind of tell, like, when he came back to WWE, it went from, oh, Kurt Angle's back to, I do not want to see Kurt Angle anymore. Like, it was sad. And Kurt Angle was it's not that old. But it's just like, he just aged in, like, dog years. Yeah, it it's not been good. You know, I yeah, I'm glad he's one of those guys that is just like, yeah, I, I need to stay away here. You know, come back for the public appearance every now and again, but... He, he is not trying to uh, do the, oh, I got pulled back in for one last match. No, he, we saw him. We saw his one last match. And it was like, it just felt sad. <laughs> like Patrick Ewan on the Orlando Magic sad. Like, no, <laughs> I, I do not need to see that. Like, it wasn't this whole, like, Yarmir, y'all going to Flyers, where it's like, it's not the same Yarmir, but it's like, he's actually still talented. He can go. It was just kind of this whole, like, um, you got a mortgage you need to take care of? Like, I, I this, this is not looking good. And I just, like, I don't watch the network as much as I used to because it's just a lot harder to navigate. But I oh. try to watch the cage, and I know I want to see that thing. I did laugh at the fact how the Rockets described WWE before the attitude era. It's like a mom and pop organization. <laughs> <laughs> that got a chuckle out of me because I was like, oh, he talked about WWE. Like how WWE used to talk about WCW. Like we brought it out of the bingo hall. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Hulk Hogan would have tipped over a table if he heard that. <laughs> So, but no, I thought about Kurt Angle because it's kind of like, I, I wasn't going to talk about AEW, but I feel like I would be remiss. Um, why they got all these old people in ring time? I don't know. I mean, that was wild that uh, Edge and Sting were uh, in the ring for the main event of Collision. And it's just... Sting still being able to do what he can do at his age is just amazing. And I know, at least he knows, like, yes, I've done more than I ever thought I would do, but time's running out. But it's kind of like, and I know Edge is like, I missed all this time. I feel like I need to get time back and do it. So I kind of get it. You know, I don't really want to see it. But it's like, you got that. You bringing Ric Flair back. I see Paul White, like, he's like, he can barely walk. And I'm like, this is... I just feel like I don't I never tell people not to do stuff but I don't want to see that it just they don't look healthy like Adam Copeland still looks healthy I know Sting wrapping it up but it's like what am I seeing Ric Flair for like to do Uh, what I don't uh, I don't know like yeah I I thought it was kind of sad that he's out hawking an energy drink to be honest with you. I so mean, like, just... I got Logan Paul doing that. I don't need Ric Flair to do that. <laughs> so, and it's like, it's just funny where I see Ric Flair and that's just sad. Like, he should be enjoying life. He should be retired with money in the bank 
enjoying Charlotte and just enjoying being a granddad. He's still out here like I got he's like the rolling stone. I got paid these bills. It's like <sighs> most of the people your age range ain't doing this no more. You know, oh, they, they kind of like either wrapped it up with behind the scenes or they're dead. And the fact that he's still out here doing it because he probably has to, or I just missed the spotlight. It's just you gotta know how to, you gotta know when to walk away. Well, I guess I guess it's hard when it's like I'm used to being famous. It's like I can't turn it off. He, yeah, I mean he is really the last of uh, quite literally a dying breed that yeah. that, that seemed to not know how to walk away. It's just funny when you have that, and it's like it's a lot of cost. Like I watch AEW, and when I see the men, it's kind of like it just seems like it's a mishmash of cautionary tales. People not being pushed correctly, and people being pushed too much. Like I'm watching Brian dance. I'm like, chill out. Like just you doing too much, and you like it's not gonna end well. I know you're playing catch up because you missed time too, but like it's you people, and I don't know if it's just a diving headbutter. Like people who do that don't end well. We saw what Harley Race was like. If I knew what I knew, I would have never did that. We saw what happened with Dynamite Kid, and we saw what happened with Chris Benoit, and now we like we got Brian Danielson out here. Like I, I'm on high injuries, and I'm on keep wrestling time. I'm like I don't need you to wrestle till you die. No, you know for what. <sighs> I can, I can only hope he sticks to the uh, since it, Tony Khan mentioned it to him on yet another announcement that uh, it, Danielson was still retiring within the calendar year despite the uh, long term long ish term injury that he has currently. It's just it's so many people just like fall. I see Adam Cole falling apart. See Samoa Joe, like Samoa Joe. You got a Peacock show. You famous now. You gotta do this. <laughs> like enjoy that Peacock money. Like enjoy being enjoy that voiceover money. Like you don't. It's just funny where, especially you have options. You don't gotta do this. And I know it's like you love it, but it's like. It's like the old people are doing it so they fall apart and the young people are just getting pushed aside. And it's like, y'all... I see somebody Ricky starts like, why would he stay there? Like, for what? Yeah, he is on my leave immediately list for AEW. Like, I... They gave him... The tag team championships in that organization have just been cursed since day one. Like, just nothing has really gone right for anyone. Like, Fitter Revival is the only team that seemed like it mattered when they had the belt, and it seemed like it was the right thing to do for an extended period of time. Everybody else is like, oh, well, they were hot, so we did it, or we had to do something, or it didn't last long. And it's just like I see Ricky Starks and Big Bill, and I'm like... Ricky Starks is better than this. They know the whole thing is they know he is, but ever since Adam Copeland came and started talking that you just a bargain basement rock and all this stuff, and I'm like, look, uh, two years from now, Adam Copeland is not gonna be there. Ricky Starks is not an old man. 
but the way you treat it two years from now, Ricky Starks ain't going to be there. You're going to be in WWE, and you're going to be wondering, oh, what did we do wrong? What happened? Like, when he's there, and Jake, like, like y'all just... Y'all just learned y'all lesson with Jay Cargill. Y'all like, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And you're doing the exact same thing. You don't think they all know how to market Ricky Starks, WWE? Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> like, just... uh, yeah. It, it, it's another one where it's just like, uh, if it was still under Vince's command, eh, you know, I can understand where uh, Mr. Starks might go. You know what? The ball could get dropped here. With Trips and uh, Shawn Michaels hanging around, he doesn't have nearly the amount of worry coming over. And what's hilarious is the insult a lot of people make about him is like, oh, he just just like the rock. I'm like, you you see L.A. Knight, right? So I'm like, being like the rock of Stone Cold Steve Austin is not a bad thing. It's like, oh, Harry Mayu, one of the, the most famous people who ever wrestled. That's supposed to be an insult. Like, what are you talking about? Like, even though it's like they're only saying that because he likes skinning weird nice shirts that he can talk. Like, they don't look nothing alike. They don't wrestle anything alike. Like, The Rock is a completely different body type. It's a lazy this comment that people just make because wrestling people are just lazy. But if that's the insult you make, just the rock. Oh man, what I'm gonna do? <laughs> it's worse yeah. to be compared to the damn rock, and it's like considering what LA Knight is doing and how high he reached. Yes, it's like if I'm Ricky Starks, it's like you know what? I'm not. I'm not even in my forties yet. I'm younger. He, if he can do it, and Cody can do it, and people my size can do it. I can't wait to get a chance to do it. And it's like, hey, they stay. I would say they need to get this stuff together, but I don't know if they can. Because it's a, you know, one thing I noticed that's a dirty secret of wrestling. It's kind of like when it comes to like upper management, like bookers, there ain't a lot around. Uh, oh. Yeah, like it's kind of interesting that there isn't anyone to lean on or you know i even felt like back in the 90s you're like oh well maybe you can bring on jerry jared as a voice of reason or you know someone like that i who like there's no one in that mold right now that's available yeah that's available and who, who is there that you'd really want that i mean it's that's a funny thing where they never really cultivated that, and then the ones they did tended to all gravitate toward WWE, where it's like, you know, Eric Bischoff ended up in WWE, Paul Heyman ended up in WWE, Gabe Supposedly ended up in WWE, like, it's gonna get, like, I'm sure, I assume Scott DeMore still does Impact Wrestling, it's like, Bill Watts is too damn old, everybody else is dead. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. Like, yeah, Jim there Ross just aren't that like, many Jim names. Like, it's like the OGs tended to all go to WWE and they not they not gonna leave. You really wanna like you gonna get Vince you gonna get, get Vince Russo? Like, no, that's gonna turn out. Oh. You know how it's gonna turn out Eric like Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan, you know, like ask Impact Wrestling what happened when they tried that. Like it's not people that's available that you could just snatch 
and then the ones that can actually do it are not leaving where they are, no matter how much money you throw to them. And it's a funny thing where Triple H is in charge, and he's not young, but he ain't old. Like he can, he can do this for twenty years if he want. Yeah, uh, like, like you gotta think about him. He, like, he, he could do it for twenty years and still not be as old as Vince when Vince was finally pushed man, out. Just think about that. Like you know, Triple H and HBK are gonna they gonna do this as long as they want to, and they gonna. It's funny where they gonna. It's going to be a generation underneath them. That's they're going to train. Like the whole thing is, Triple H going Triple H will train somebody like you know take over because he ain't going to be this whole like just to make sure things are in good hands. AEW's playing catch up with that where it's kind of like Tony yeah. Khan is like a wrestling fan that has a whole bunch of money and he's booking it that way. And it's like no, you can't do that. You need a strong hand, but they don't have a strong hand. I would say. Brock, you know who that? You know who they could do it, but would never do it. Have Jeff Jarrett do it. Like pay him what he oh. wants, because Jeff Jarrett like money, and it's like say what you want about Jeff Jarrett, but he knows wrestling, and the fact that he's still relevant in the 2020s is amazing. It's like yeah, have him, have him do it. Uh, you know what? Uh... I have definitely called into question why he's a performer on my television. Uh, yeah, the man seems to know what he's doing better behind the scenes, so I I could see that happening. Like, he is probably the only person out there that has that type of experience that no, you'd want like, to hire in that type of role. It may not be the best experience, but I think it was more, he's better off booking when he's also not the star. No. Like, if you just have him, like, you know what? You can book any way you want. It's your thing. Because it's like, he's, he has enough status where people will listen to him. And he knows what he's, like, he knows the wrestling business better than most people. Because, like, most important thing about wrestling is get paid, be relevant. And he, he can, he's proof positive that he knows how to do that. And I can't, like, I can't think of anybody else, like, offhand because like the young I don't really know enough about the indies where it's like <laughs> you don't get it like you ain't gonna, like I see what Billy Corgan doing NWA and it's like no that's no uh, yeah and I mean I'm not sure that as much as I like going to absolute intense wrestling up in Cleveland uh, I know that that guy has been at it for quite you know like since he was a teenager literally but are you ready to give him the WWE and or AEW's budget just to find out? Yeah, I would say if you can't find a booker, make a wrestler one. You know, like oh. I was like Brian Dan, uh, you know, Brian Danielson would probably be a very good booker if he wanted to do it. I don't know, no one yeah. ever want to do it like somebody like that, like. Find an OG that's like, you know, you don't got a lot of time. If you want to do it, do it. Because, I mean, I think about like Kevin Sullivan was a booker when the guest guest did, but he did it. Like Flair did it. Dusty Rose did it. You got varying degrees of success, but it's kind of like if you can't find an old man, find somebody that's becoming an old man and make him an old man. (laughs) And they got plenty of old, they got plenty of old people. 
uh, on that roster. Yeah, it'd be kind of interesting. Like, I guess it, uh, of all the old guys on that roster, I don't think anyone's r- really expressed that interest. Like, it, it, Sting is honestly almost at that time where it's just like, no, nah, it's just a little too late. Like, they could he do it? I'm sure, why not? Well, I think he wants to. Like, yeah, I'm because he probably realized that's the whole thing. You got to find somebody old, but not that old. Like that takes a lot of energy, and Sting is like, you know what? I'm about to retire. Retire means don't work anymore, and I'm trying not to work. And it's like, I didn't, you know, I didn't burn my money like Ric Flair. <laughs> I, I can just retire. You know who's a funny name that could do it? He has enough experience, but still is not too old. Um, but I don't know if he want to give up all his stuff. Chris Jericho. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because you consider, like, Chris Jericho has been wrestling forever, and he's still, like, is movable. And they, I mean, Chris Jericho is, like, the biggest thing to OG they have that he was basically there almost from Jump Street. They're going to listen to Chris, like, if Chris Jericho in charge, most people are going to listen to Chris Jericho. Yeah. So, I just don't know if Chris Jericho ever, and it's like Chris Jericho is a wrestling lifer, but... Wrestling, not he does more than just wrestling. So I don't know if Chris Jericho wants to kind of like give up all that other stuff to just deal with that all them egos and everything. Like, oh, Chris, you gonna push me? Remember me, buddy? When I picked up the tab that day and just saw that. Uh, yeah, I, I I feel like a lot of people don't want to put up with that uh, type of nonsense in their lives. Uh, they, I'm sure they have other n- nonsense going on, but. Uh... People who could would never go there. Like Undertaker ain't gonna handle nonsense, but Vince McMahon himself would dig himself out of the grave before he let Undertaker leave WWE. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we already saw how that worked out. Yeah, like it's there's some people that ain't never leaving. It's like Undertaker oh. is that one person he ain't never gonna be AEW. Like. This man might write in his will when he sells the rest of his shares. Under no circumstances would you let Mark Calloway leave these gates of Stanford. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we got our one moment of temptation when he was going to hit, uh, oh, and I'm forgetting what the... The, 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 inter, the, um, Russell ca- the little Russell casting, I know you're talking about. Yeah, I, I am blanking on so many names tonight, it's horrific, but... <laughs> Uh yeah, the uh, star Starcast. I think it was Starcast. They're like, oh yeah. no, I thought you was playing Mark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ever ever since that moment, I'm like, yeah, it's not happening now. Like like there was that was the moment that if it would have gone through, it might have been pretty big. But now they're just like, oh no no no, go tell your stories under our banner now. Like sure, like go make money out of the ring. Show up, show up at NXT every once in a while. Show up to Raw, do that. Like we'll pay you whatever. Like their whole thing is, they make enough money where it's like they can pay him till he dies. It's not gonna hurt their bottom line, and he means more to them being on his banner than him leaving and going somewhere else. Because I'm trust me, if Tony Khan could get Undertaker, Tony Khan would write the check to get Undertaker. But I think even he's like, you know what? Nah, that ain't happening. Like Undertaker, Undertaker's not Mark Henry. Like he's not disgruntled. I mean, he's looking for a way to get something else. So like 
Adam Copeland, where it's like, I still want to do it. They want to pay me. Because, you know, I'm sure we talk talking about Sheamus. It's like, I got a feeling like Sheamus might be out. Sheamus might be in AEW soon. Because he kind of feel like they're not using me to, they're not using me the way I can be used. I still got stuff in the tank. And it's like, I'll reach my ceiling in WWE, but I'm not old enough to like transition to be part-time or just a jobber. Oh, and, and that's somebody to throw money at if you AEW is like somebody like him. Uh, yeah, I mean, it did kind of make some sense to throw money at Edge. Like, he is still at least close to young enough to, you know, be useful. And yeah, he'd kind of run out of material in the WWE, really. I'm not sure if he's paying off necessarily, but that's that, that's a whole different thing. Like, and I, you're right. Like, Sheamus seems to be a guy where it's just like, yeah, they have. I mean, we kind of talked about it at the top of the show. They have so much young talent. It's just like Sheamus has been there, done that. He's not going to be the world. Cha- like, there was a moment in time in the last couple of years where I think they could have pulled the trigger on him being the world champion. They didn't pull it. So I, you know, I don't think that's happening now. Yeah. It's like, you know, Drew took that spot. Oh yeah. And it's, and it's always felt like they were fighting over the same spot once Drew came back and there wasn't enough space for both of them to do it. So Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's like if he still want to wrestle, he can still wrestle. I don't blame him for still wanting to wrestle. Um, but it's kind of like they WWE doesn't necessarily like they can use him, but they don't need him. And he no. do more AEW if he wants to do it. And he's a big enough deal where it would matter. I don't know how much it would matter, but it would definitely matter. And I'm like, that's the type of person you throw money at, not. I mean, they don't got to do stuff like that more. Like, it ain't Sean Spears. I'm glad those days, I'm glad those days are over. Uh, yeah, them just picking up anyone uh, that uh, the WWE let go was was pretty bad. I mean, you buy a new house, you buy a whole bunch of stuff, you don't know what you necessarily need or not. So it's like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll eventually use these 40 rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> That's kind of how AEW was, where it's like, we just sign in everybody, then we'll figure it out. And it's like, oh, what am I really going to do with Christopher Daniels? Uh, well, I mean, I guess he's one of those guys that uh, does seem to be doing more behind-the-scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you remember that time when we were getting – what's his what's this partner's name? Um, oh, um in a tag team? Oh, what, yeah. the tag team that they've just reformed him and uh, Matt Seidel? No. Um, oh. See, I'm about to sound real bad. The black one. <laughs> I know it sounds so bad me saying that. Bald. Oh, um, Scorpio Sky? Scorpio Sky. And it was like, remember when Scorpio Sky was getting pushed and he was getting a title running like that? And then it just he just vanished. I think he just came back and vanished again. And it's like, AEW is just a weird thing where they have all these people. Sometimes you don't see somebody for months. And then it's kind of like, oh, I, I see Jay Lethal every week. Why? 
Like, yeah, I see. I, I see Jeff Jarrett every week. Why? Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I, it was cute when it first happened, but it just always happens, and it's like, is is it necessary? No, but it's yeah. I mean, that's that's the wrestling. It's funny. Like WWE has their core wrestlers they use. It's kind of like they you they have enough. Their roster is at a point now where it's like most of the people get used at least on Raw and SmackDown. And it's like, it's some people that don't get a lot of time, but it's like they have enough people where they can rotate in and out, but not so many people where it's like you don't have time for these people. And it's like a consistent, like they reach a level of consistency with it. NXT oh. still got a problem where it's like they got a lot of people that's been two hours. But Raw Spectre, I'm kind of stable. Like, oh, this hour I'm going to see these people, and I'm going to see these, and I'm going to see the tag match, I'm going to see the women. And for the most part, it worked out. AEW still got too many people. It feels like. Uh, oh. Yeah, it's kind of weird, like how many people aren't on TV or just. Oh, oh, I think it was Collision this past week where I'm like, oh yeah, that's. I I think they've done a featured him a little bit more, but I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. CJ Perry is around with this storyline with Miro now. Like she she had almost not been a thing, but now she's a thing with hot, hot and flexible. I would love to know the conversations they have at home because I'm like, why is it? Their gimmick is always she's a harlot messing around with other men and he trying to murder them. And it's multiple it is multiple companies this has happened. Like, uh, they they like to reprise the same roles. But haven't we learned our lesson about doing that in wrestling? It's like no, I don't end up no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, pretend she with somebody else. What can go wrong? Um, no, I, I I saw what happened with Chris Adams and Kevin Sullivan and John Morrison. No, I'm not doing. That. I'm not doing that. Either you you gonna be my manager or your ass is gonna be at home. Like you never gonna see a storyline with like, all right, Maurice, I want you to seduce Gunther right there so I get a title match. Like, <laughs> no, the Miz is not an idiot. Like Gunter has a beautiful woman at home, so I know he, he was like some dice you don't roll, and yet that just keeps happening. It's like that's that's always been a unique thing to me. It's like it's 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 whatever. Like they they have it's funny you mentioned her. They have all these women, and they seem to not use most of them correctly. And now I had they got Mariah May. I was just mad because I like Mariah May. I saw her, I watched her stuff at Stardom. Oh, and okay. I know she's going to AEW, and it's like, I'm glad she's probably making more money than she has started. She's going to get more, expert, you know, eyeballs on her. But I'm like, are they going to use her right? Uh, oh, no. It, no. <laughs> yeah, it's been such a. Even the champions aren't used particularly well. Like, it's weird. Just Chris, the whole Chris Statlander, Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale thing, it started off weird and it's yeah, it stayed, still it weird. weird. Yes, I know y'all both got sprayed with the Resident Evil mist, but <laughs> I want you to make sure you're still being a baby face because you've been frowning your face up for a month. Like, at least they have a storyline. It's a yeah. weird storyline. But most of the women's storylines is weird, but they have one. 
I won't lie, I loved that Tony Storm gimmick. <laughs> like, oh. that shit just is... And you can tell she just having a... Like, she's making the best of it. It's like... Because it's just... Like, it's just amazing. Like, it really happened. Her Carl Sheeta beat her. She lost her damn marbles. And now she thinks she's a 1920s movie star. That's all it is. And everybody's going... You know, she's out there, like, doing it. And everybody's kind of, kind of like... Y'all know this weird, right? I guess we going with it. Like, between Renee looking at her like, why are you throwing a shoe at me? To Carl Sheeta like, is it just, am I high? Why is the TV black and white? Like, I love her Carl Sheeta because she just gets involved with storyline. Like, this shit makes no sense. Like, <laughs> what is, like, what is going on? Like, she's looking at her like, what are you doing? Uh, yeah, she has been very blunt and straightforward about her thoughts on things. And I just like Sheeta as a as a wrestler, and I think that you know she's one that I, I still think that weirdly AEW has underdeveloped. But it's just like, come on, Triple H is showing you the blueprint with Shinsuke. Just have her cut vignettes backstage in Japanese, like, and put okay. subtitles. Not I will hard. Say <laughs> she's good enough with English that she can cut English promos, and the chance they actually let her cut English promos is fine. I just think it's almost, you know what it is? She basically, um, new generation era Bret Hart, where it's like, you know what? We kind of did her dirty. She needs to have the belt because she's like, she homegrown and she here. So, oh. all right. Sorry, we screwed you twice. So here you go. <laughs> like this, this is a funny thing where it's like they have all these, like they still playing catch up with women. And, oh. and they've had like the women they had, they haven't used. They could have, they could have gotten more women. And it's like y'all need. To, I don't know why they just think WWE is not going to get whatever. Like they're afraid of getting Japanese women again women from stardom. Like they clearly are not. So, if you already know you're competing with WWE International, and you know that you're going to basically miss out to WWE for all the young women, like all the college-level women, and also you can't really get anybody from Impact Wrestling, then you got to make it work with who you get. Because you miss, like, you have slim pickings. So, the pickings you can get, you got to make it count. Yeah, and I mean that's probably the one of the bigger things that's hurting them is that there's nothing like Lance, I I always remember this Lance Storm tweet where he is just like, uh, "Why are you going to a buffet when you want a steak dinner?" Was basically his comparison between Impact and AEW, and it's just like he's like, "Yeah, I know how to book women's wrestling here, guys." Um, so it's, it, it's better on our show than on that show. Like, w w why are you just trying to fit something in that doesn't need to be fit in? And I, I think people want to fit it into AEW because they're trying to be the second brand and it's just like, well, you need it then. Yeah. Like if you're going to do it, do it right. But if you're not doing it right. You might as well not do it. Like New Japan doesn't do it. So they don't do it. It's like, that's not our thing. We know it's not. Y'all can complain all you want. You know, can't like watch stardom. Get out my face. It's basically the, the, the idea they have because they're like, <laughs> we don't think we can do it as good as the people already doing it, and we don't want to do it half ass. So we just not going to do it. You can 
complain about that, but at least they are honest about that. And like, do they not? There's a reason why Trini's like, you know what? I'm gonna go Impact Wrestling. She ain't go to AEW. AEW would have had far bigger footprint. Why she go Impact Wrestling? Like they, as you can say whatever you want about TNA, for a long time they have no, they know how to book women. That has been a staple. It is, it is a reason why no. we go there. Like they keep, oh, Jordan Grace, you gonna go eat him? Nope, I'm fine. <laughs> you sure? Nope, I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> she is, she is just fine being Impact Wrestling. She ain't in no rush. Yeah, she could go as WWE, but it's like for what? Like she could if she really wants to. She ain't going to AEW. Like they like on waste her time. That's going. That's basically what they're gonna do. They're gonna waste their time. Rachel Ellering, I'm I'm fine. I'm not blind. I ain't got D cups. Y'all got nine people like that. I'm me. I'm I'm just fine. Yana Perazzo, I'm I'm fine. I can do my thing here. I'm gonna go to AEW. You gonna stick me on ROH? I'm Russell Athena, and nobody watch me. Nope. I'm fine. Like the women were for damn are not leaving Impact Wrestling and. WWE, unless you can't be in WWE anymore, it's like, you ain't going there. Like, I'm being WWE, I ain't going to be AEW, get used once every two months. <laughs> like, for what? That's why I worry about Mariah May. Like, no. if she get used, that means somebody else is not going to get used. Because they only use so many people. And it's like, they have a limited time frame of the women they use. So, it's just... Yeah. Which I guess it hadn't completely dawned on me. I'm like, they have more cable TV time than, or as much cable TV time as the WWE. And they did not use it correctly. Yeah, no. At and, all. Because the difference is, WWE is like, you have people go on more than one show for the most part. It's like, you on Raw, you on Raw, you on SmackDown, you on SmackDown. Sometimes you might go to the NXT, but and sometimes the NXT people go to the other shows, but it's like you own those shows. It's no like collision impact and rampage is like no. I'm, it's a it's too much overlap. Uh yeah, it it was kind of hilarious when you know there was the quote unquote mandated split from CM Punk and it's worked against AEW since he left. Because they're like, oh, great, no more rules. We we can put whomever wherever. Oh, and then God. I see uh, Bullet Club Gold it, it, entirely too frequently. Like, Why am I seeing? Like, I, like, Juice Robinson is hilarious. And I like the Switchblade. I do not need to see the Gun Club twice a week. They are not that, ent- they are not that entertaining. And it's like, it's... I see them too much. It's like I I turn on Friday. I'm like, if I see Commander one more goddamn time on my TV, <laughs> <laughs> like I used to say as a joke. I'm like, why every time I turn on Friday night, it's starting with Commander and a bunch of other people flipping around. Like, it's come gonna, on now, it's gonna pull everyone into the in into the broadcast. I'm like, this is not 1997 WCW, like. Yes, I miss Psychosis versus Silver King. This ain't it. (laughs) No. Uh, Well, and the the other thing about Psychosis versus Silver King, it's just like, 
I didn't see that a lot prior to that era. Yes, it, and now we've seen it. it yeah, I, and even the people that aren't, you know, haven't been watching wrestling as long as us, it's just like, these moves are out there. Like, they're not really doing anything that American wrestlers or, yeah, you know, yeah, Japanese right. wrestlers aren't, you know, aren't already doing. Yeah. Like the pro- And not only that, it's like, I don't care about the people doing it like oh, Ray yeah. Phoenix can do 95% of what those other people do but I care about Ray Phoenix because Ray Phoenix at least has a character Vikingo and Commander and all these other people doing it like they look those moves look great I know nothing about these people oh they just dudes doing flips but it's like La Parker had a personality like most of the people on WC, like most of those cruiserweights, they you knew something that stood out. Like this dude's an asshole. This dude is vain. This dude like playing with a chair. Ultimo Dragon got all the belts. Like it was it, even if something small. Like right, they, you knew something enough to care about them. When I turn on AEW's, like I see them doing these flips. Like oh, oh. and that's and I'm like okay, that's that's I've never seen that before. But are they what? Does it matter? Like I see something like Dragon, like it's amazing where they take something like Dragon Lee in WWE, where it's like oh. they don't use him a lot, but they use him enough that people know who he is and they care about him. It's like they make you care about Dragon Lee. Uh, it's like, he's just not doing moves; like he's a person. Yeah, he he was one that uh, I was pretty impressed uh, this past Friday at the live attendance, where most people are like. Who is Dragon Lee? And I'm trying to think of who his opponent was. But both of them worked their asses off and got the crowd into the match at the end of it, even though, oh, Cedric. Oh, uh, yes. And that's a funny thing where it's like, they had, they had such a good match before we're going to run it back. Like, that's their whole thing is like, these people can wrestle. They put on a good match. Y'all want to see it again? Yeah. <laughs> like that that used to work too it was like wrestling hard to do this like you just gotta give people, give people a reason to care that's all you gotta do and it gotta be more than oh he just do flips cause it's like everybody can do that not everybody but it's like it's not like you said when we first saw in the 90s unless you were trading tapes you may have never seen that we've seen all that at this point where they might do like yes a 720 is great but it's like I've seen a 540. It's like, oh, you added another flip. That's that's cool, but it's not gymnastics. Like, I need, I need more. And also, it's hurt the bars when you see somebody. You see somebody ricochet do what he do at that size. <laughs> it's or like Will Osprey do what he do at that size, it's, or even like somebody like Seth Rollins who doesn't do as much as he used to, but like he doing stuff like that too, and they are like 30, 40 pounds bigger. And then the young little guy doing it don't hit the same. No. Uh, it does not. Yeah, size uh, size always matters. <laughs> yeah, like when I see a big person do the same thing a little person can do, the little person got to do more stuff because it's not, you know, it's unfortunately it's kind of like you fight an uphill battle when it comes to moves because it's only so many new things you can do based on your body type and size because like we've been wrestling for a long time and physics always is what it is <laughs> so you have to we, we used to be in an arms race about moves and it's kind of like I like how at least WWE they kind of moved away from that it's like 
Everybody can do the same stuff. Some people might do a little better than others, but like it's only so many things you can do. So it's more about making what you do look good and making people care about what you do. Like Tiffany Stratton does a moonsault. Know why it's important? Because it's a beautiful moonsault. That's why. We've seen moonsaults before. We we necessarily haven't seen a woman do like what Christopher Daniels does, but it's like we have seen women do moonsaults, but hers stand out because hers is gorgeous. EO Style wins with a moonsault, and hers went because that shit looked violent. <laughs> like, 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 she, like she's a, like somebody throwing a vacuum cleaner down a flight of steps. So <laughs> I describe her moonsault. Like, it is. It is based like Tiffany Stratton has a lot of vertical movement. EO Sky has a lot of horizontal movement. They both work. They work for completely different reasons, but that's why it works. And it's like it's nothing that we have not seen before, but it's kind of like you whatever you do, make it count. Like make it matter. Like that's and I'm glad because it's like Indies, I think we kind of like they were doing too much. Like you doing all this wild stuff for a two count, and I'm like, you gotta shoot somebody to get a three. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, th- th- that is uh, an AEW uh, problem uh, a lot of times too. Yeah, I mean, I think AEW stole like that because that used to be an NXT problem, and I'm glad no. NXT kind of moved away from that. Where yeah. I mean, for the most part, although sometimes that takeover they go a little too far, but now it's kind of like I'm gonna do a brain bust onto the apron, and it's a two count. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's wild when you do all this stuff, but then it's like I'm gonna win with a clothesline. I'm like, you are not Okada, you're not Bradshaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that that's one where uh, size matters uh, to me. Like you, you gotta be kind of a big boy to be. Or woman to to be trying to put someone out with that move. You two twelve beating somebody with a lariat. I'm like, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like who are you fooling? But I, I root for AEW because AEW being in business is good for wrestling. Like it keeps WWE on the toes. It's like WWE can't use everybody. It's like it's some people that's better in AEW. They're gonna be in WWE. It's gonna be some people that's better in Impact Wrestling than the other two, and vice versa. Like it's enough for everybody. And I know people get mad at Andre Boyd. Just like they now on our level. And it's like there was a time when AEW was, was like moving up and WWE was moving down. There was a window where you could have talked yourself like if things keep moving the way they move, they might be like on the same foot. That window passed. And I don't think that window coming back anytime soon. So AEW just need to accept that and kind of like you need to tighten stuff up. Oh. I see I see the attendance is like stop going to the same six cities. Jeez, oh, yeah. You know, like you don't need to keep going to Chicago and Philly and piss like you just like they go to the same places over and over. Like spread that shit out. Cause, you know, especially when you see WWE is like SmackDown. Gets close to sellouts and their sellouts almost every damn week. Uh, very- yeah, that was something I didn't talk about, but I want to say that there's probably like 12,000 people there at Nationwide Arena this yeah. past week. Like, it wasn't a full sellout because that'd be 16 and definitely Money in the Bank sold out a few years back, five or six years back. Yeah. 
like I've been paying attention to WWE I want to say since like last year they have been doing very well like they have like house shows like eight nine thousand people sometimes like on a weeknight yeah. and I'm like I know people poo poo this whole oh, Russell ain't really hot yes it is like people no. go like at least you're talking about WWE like people are spending money to go watch and those tickets are not cheap like, uh, uh, no, we, we, we got middle of the road seats and it was still like $84, yeah, you man. know? <laughs> yeah. Like I was talking to Jeff where I was like, I don't know if I want to go to WrestleMania. Cause I was thinking about getting like not floor seats or rising seats, like, you know, sex, like middle row, sex 100. It's like a thousand dollars per night. And I'm like, Ugh. I know it's Philly. I can always go back home. I was kind of like, I don't want to just, the whole thing is, I don't want to sit in the cheap section, the cheap seats. But oh. at the same time, I don't want to have to spend four figures a night for a decent seat. Like, <laughs> and I know they charge that because people paying it. But I'm like, kudos to WWE, they making that money. But it's just, those prices have become prohibitive. Like when it comes to like big events where you, if you got a family, you got a budget, you use a firmer afterpay. Because the old days, I, I laugh. Like, I remember I got a floor seat at WrestleMania for like a thousand dollars. That same ticket now would be like five thousand dollars. That's insane. Uh, like, like it's, and people pay it. Not just Mr. Green shirt either. Oh. Uh, Mr. Green shirt, Miss Pink Pink shirt. Like I, I don't get. I guess we can wrap up with that green shirt guy. Like I, I would love to know what he does. Uh, yeah, because I I know that Josh was talking to me about him because I wasn't really surprised when he mentioned that uh, they were Ohio residents just because I started to notice them at I think it was Cleveland shows, but then I started. To notice them at the Columbus shows too. Oh, I've seen. I'm I'm surprised in the Saudi show. Like I've, I don't know when it stood out. Like one day, I'm like, what? Columbus is watching. I'm like, that doesn't look familiar. And it's like they have pay per views all across the country, and he's seen to be there all the time. Hmm, that's weird. And then once I saw him, I could I couldn't unsee him like every time they had a almost every time they had a pay-per-view he just there he he's actually enjoying the match he's clapping having a good time he just seemed like i just like watching wrestling he's not one of them assholes got his arms folded it's <laughs> like they bored like he has to see fun but i'm like they're in miami they're in philly they're chicago they're in la he's just there smiling with the same green shirt and i'm like hmm what that is odd those tickets are not cheap. He always, he is always there. Yeah. And it's like, now I like want to know, I just want to know what he does. Uh, yeah, that part is still of, uh, of interest to me. Cause that's just, it's a lot of money. Yep. Like those, t- those tickets are four figures. Like he has, Premium seats. I've seen some of the prices of those seats. Like not just talking about WrestleMania, like Mormon pay per view seats, a couple grand at least. 
he always there. Like that's Royal Rumble. That's that could easily be three, four thousand dollars. WrestleMania, that was easily like ten to fifteen grand. <laughs> it's just the fact that the fact that wrestling tickets can cost five figures and be hard to buy is just insane to me. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is uh, a, a wild, wild world out there with uh, professional wrestling right now. Yes, I'm like, oh, you want to get a you want to get a platinum package? Uh, not for no thirty five grand. I don't. I don't, <laughs> give a, I don't give a damn. Oh, you get to meet the Undertaker. I better wrestle the Undertaker. I'm paying that amount of No, I, I I don't care if I was independently wealthy. I'm not spending forty thousand dollars. <laughs> You get to go to Raw and SmackDown. Am I wrestling on Raw or SmackDown? Like, <laughs> Am I booking the show? Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is Becky Lynch cooking me breakfast too? You get to Becky Lynch. And do what? She gonna laugh. You spent that much money, huh? <laughs> I feel like I would get laughed. You know what? I feel like I would get laughed at by some of old school wrestling. Like, you did how much you spent for all this? Uh, <laughs> but it, this, but people do it. I don't hate the people who can afford doing that. I could, you know, I can afford to. I just couldn't justify it. It's like, yeah, I could buy, I could buy a car. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's what it always uh, boils down to for me. It's just like, do I really want this? Like, yeah, I can swing this, but do I really want to swing this? Because I was all gung-ho, like, I'm going to go to WrestleMania, it's Philly hometown, I'm going to run up the Rocky Steps, blah, blah, blah. And it's like my wife was going to get it for me for my birthday, so I just got to buy the flight. Then I was looking at the price, I was like, do I really want to spend this? You know, I could knock down a good chunk of my car payment with this money. Cause, and you know what messed it up? I guess we can write with this. The network. I can just turn on Peacock and watch it. <laughs> oh the comfort of my couch. I don't gotta fly. I don't gotta spend overpriced for a hotel. I don't gotta worry about public transit parking or flying back or find a good seat or compromising a bad seat. It's like, yeah, the network kind of curtailed my going to a shows now because it's like, I, unless I really want to do it and it's convenient for me, I think I'm at an age where it's not even like I don't, I still enjoy wrestling. But the whole paying for part, uh, I don't know. I'm going to do all that. And that's why I'm kind of like, when AEW had their pay-per-views, I'm kind of like, I know, when they had like three pay-per-views in six weeks, I'm like, no, I ain't. $50 a pop? And then it's like, oh, we got another pay-per-view. I'm like, y'all had pay-per-view, then y'all had another one like two weeks later? like uh, um, A week later. Yeah, I'm like, it's the same price too? Like, Tony. <laughs> I know Joe Biden talking about we getting like the job, like you know the job market is doing robust, but relax, like no, I'm not. <sighs> See, WWE Network ruined pay per view purchases for me for everything because I used oh. to get pay per view. I used to get UFCs and some boxing stuff. And I don't make like they charge. Ever since it like the network came, like. Uh, UFC eighty four ninety nine. Well, that's the other thing that definitely has not helped the UFC. When you're talking fifty dollars, you're like, oh, okay. But then when you start going, hey, uh, it's seventy five, and you're like, 
we're almost at a hundred here. Yeah. Like, what the I'm fuck like, is going on? I'm like, I'm only paying that. Like, the most I ever paid was like eighty dollars. I like, I paid that for a Floyd Mayweather fight when he fought. Um, who did he fight? Conor McGregor. And even then, I'm oh. like, that's the last time I did that because I was like, I, I feel. <laughs> Like, I don't begrudge him doing that, but, yeah, yeah. you get the price point. Like, I'll do 50 if I really want to do it, and I'll even do 60. You start talking about 75 plus tax or, like, 84, I'm like, because I don't even like UFC as much as I used to anymore anyway, because most of those fighters are, have repulsive personalities, and Dana White is a prick, so I'm not in a rush to give them my money, and then it's kind of like the people I used to watch kind of retire and yep. the people I may want to watch get a raw deal by UFC and they don't fuck them I'm like well fuck you too I'm keeping them wrong I'm 74.99 on the ESPN app nope I will not do that. Uh, well yeah and then that's the other wild part about it. it's just like I'm paying this amount of money to have ESPN plus all the time why am I only getting a five dollar discount on ordering your pay-per-view like, yeah, like, or is ESPN feel, not giving you any money for for this deal? Like, I already feel a certain way how all the streaming services have gone up sometimes twice this calendar year. Like, I know Disney, like, I get the Disney Plus Hulu package. That's going up twice this year. Um, Netflix is going up twice this year. YouTube. Premium has gone up. Now Apple TV, like everyone's going up. Peacock's going up. And it's like, look, I'm already spending like $160 on streaming anyway. And you're already taking stuff off that y'all used to stream because y'all want to pay people in residuals. Whatever. I'm not spending $75 to watch UFC because y'all fighting in the desert. Like, no, I'm not doing <laughs> that. No AEW. I'm not spending 50 like. I think I may have purchased two AEW people. I, I purchased the first one, the All In, when they first started before it became AEW. And uh-huh. I think I purchased, I think I might purchase like one or two AEW people. Like if I don't really want to see it, I'll see it. But WWE spoiled me. It's like I turn on the network, it's there. Uh, yeah, it's kind of wild for ten bucks, ten bucks a month. Uh, you know, $120 is just like, hold on, I used to pay this for three pay-per-views. And yeah, that's, I mean, that is exactly what happened. That ruined pay-per-view purchases right there, where it's just like, hold on, like, I'm paying like a third of the cost now. Like, why am I paying $50 for anything else? I don't know if WWE, like, I know they've talked about this whole, um, you know, maybe it's they TKO buys that and they might do this whole, we're going to have UFC Saturday, WWE Sunday, and, you know, same city and charge UFC money. You want to pay $50 to watch Royal Rumble? And I'm going to say, no, I do not. You should have did that when you first started that. I will, I will, like, it's, you gave it to me for free, I ain't going to make the pay. <laughs> no, I don't care how hot it is. It's like, yes, I like LA night, but I ain't, you want 69.99, watch the Royal Rumble? Nope. <laughs> I'll find out about it on Twitter. 
Yeah, there there are enough ways. You're going to post enough information on your own YouTube channel that I do not need to pay that. Yes, because, and I know WWE likes showing, when they show recaps, it's like, oh, we're going to show the highlights, but we're not going to show the one, two, three on the screen. We're just going to cut off and they cut back to one. I'm like, if you count the three, just because I don't see it, and you told me who won, I can guess what happened. I don't know why they do that. It's the strangest thing that they do that. Like, oh, one, two, three. But it's like, ding, it's screen go black. Oh, Becky Lynch won. I guess you won by pinning them, didn't you? I just heard somebody count the three. But me, I never know. He didn't show me. I'm like... <laughs> That was back in the day. It's like used to do that back in the day. It was like, oh, you missed a pay per view. You can reorder it for a discount. Um, those days are uh, done. Uh, yeah, and that's something that I'm still surprised hasn't come back up. Where it's just like, you know, it would personally, at least, that would give me some incentive to buy a pay per view late. If you know, some people were really raving about a match. You know, give it a week or something. You you might pique my interest. Yes, but they, I guess they decided like their whole. They did. It's funny. It's a you know, it's a perfect comparison because you see how all the streaming services kind of like ran a problem where they just threw a whole bunch of content at people to think to get subs- you know subscriptions to pay for itself, and then they realized like the money was all out of whack, and so they had to kind of tighten things up and recalibrate. Yeah. WWE did that too. They just did it first. Because when oh. they started the network, they're like, everything going to be free. We're going to have all these shows and we're just going to throw everything on there. And it was like, too good to be true. And they're like, it was. Because then all of a sudden, they was like, oh, well, people bought the network, but not as many as we thought. And we can't afford all this. <laughs> so it's like, we're going to have, we went from, we're going to have nine shows that we got two. Legends House and the Edge and Christian show. And oh, I guess um, Howard Finkel, you fired. <laughs> Pat Patterson got to go home. He didn't realize the budget was going to be the way it was. And it's kind of like, I remember when they started Network and just the whole conundrum surrounding it. Because people was like, man, what's the point? I can just watch it on YouTube or this Daily Motion. Like, I get to see all the old stuff anyway. Like, and I was like, you know, a lot of people don't feel like doing all that, right? Like, it's it's something to be said where you can watch anything you want to watch in one spot. It's just convenient. And it was like, you could watch a lot. Like, I miss the old days of WWE Network before Peacock, but it is what it is. But it's like, you could watch ECW, you oh. watch World Class, and like, almost anything you thought about watching, you could watch. Any documentary you want to watch, you can watch Raw. You want to watch a random SmackDown from 2007, you can watch. Oh, I wonder if Rick Flew, Rick Rude, Russell, the big boss man on Christmas. You can figure out and watch. Like, and then you get all the pay-per-views for free. It was like, that was like, oh, well, how they going to make money? That ain't my problem. It's like $10, $10 a month. I'll pay that all day long. And then you realize, like, yeah, you know. Maybe that doesn't pay the bills like they thought it was yeah, going to. Yeah, <laughs> like you're going to do okay, but 
it's kind of like I got a place to sell six chicken wings for a dollar and a free lemonade. Like, yeah, you're going to get a lot of customers, but you may not make a whole lot of money. Then you're like, oh, maybe I will cut that back to three chicken wings for $2. <laughs> and yet somehow the streaming services didn't learn that. It's like they could have just asked Vince. No. Oh. <laughs> you know, because they all did the exact same thing. I'm like, unless you got unlimited money, unless you got unlimited pockets like Apple, yeah, you're going to run into problems because, and even Apple decided to raise their prices a little bit. Everybody else, like, well, uh, you know, we got to, can't share passwords no more. <laughs> no more. We're taking oh, this yeah. off. We're taking this off. Like, yeah. oh, you know, the show you was going to catch up on that. And we're taking it off. And we're and we increasing the price. So, I, one thing I'm glad is like, Peacock. They have increased the price, but it's still so like I I keep Peacock because like it was basically the same price as WWE Network. Oh so right, when it first started, it's like and it's some stuff I actually watch on Peacock, but for the most part, it's like it's just I just hate navigating it. Like I know people was complaining about it, but I really didn't realize how bad it was because I didn't use it beside pay per views, and so I tried to use them. Like this shit sucks. Can't find anything. Yeah. Uh... Um, yeah, maybe not my favorite, but I, I guess I still don't use it enough outside of pay-per-views to really yeah. uh, complain one way or the other. And I think maybe that's the reason why I don't, because I, when I was trying to find something, I'm like, it's just... Streaming is not a new thing anymore. <laughs> it should not be difficult to use these, you know, these interfaces. Like, it's not as bad as Max used to be when HBO Max first started because that is the that's the pinnacle just horrible user interfaces like do you remember the days when HBO Max started uh no because I oh I guess I did have it for like a couple of months yeah don't try to rewind anything that used to be a thing like if you watching something streaming you watching you pausing and you unpause it. You try to rewind, that shit might take 10 minutes to buffer. And that is no joke. Like, you might have to close the app and open it back up. I'm like, because they, they basically combine two apps and turn the one. And it's like, what do you do? It's like somebody tried to, it's like somebody tried to take a Sega Saturn and PlayStation just molded them together. Like, oh, we're going to make a Play Saturn. Like, I'm not a tech, I'm not a, IT guru, but that not seeing the optimal way, and I like I hated HBO Max. It's kind of like it. I was afraid of watching something because I got if I got hit pause and I skip something, I try to run it back. My wife used to get mad, like, "What's wrong with your internet?" Like, it's not my internet here. <laughs> yeah, like, it's no. the, it, the, the the app is the problem here. Yes, yeah, the app. And I'm glad they fixed that, but it's like it's they lied. They said that. Get streaming, we don't need cable anymore. We're going to watch what we want to watch and save money. It was a lie. Uh, I, I, I am still saving money. Uh, it's so long. Well, I, I, I just discount the streaming services that I was paying for already uh, on top of cable. So, hey, I keep cable because it's convenient to just turn something on and just watch what you want to watch without worry about internet connection. Like, I have good, I finally have good internet now but for a long time I didn't so that's not the problem anymore but it's like cable's still convenient you know yeah yeah I I have gone the way of YouTube TV so um it's pretty close to cable 
I've heard good things, but my wife likes TV One. Apparently, DirecTV is the only company on the planet that has TV One, so I'm not allowed to switch to anything else. <laughs> she's not going to miss her reruns of A Different World, and that's what love costs. But, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't have YouTube Primo or anybody else and save about $80 a month, but, you know, it is what it is. But it's like, it was easy when, you know, I ain't got Netflix. Oh, Amazon Prime. Oh, okay. Disney. I get to watch Star Wars. Oh, Max has one. Discovery has one. AMC has one. And they just kept, everyone just has one. It's like, it just adds up. Oh, Hulu, you get a bundle. Oh, I can afford $15 a month. Oh, I guess I can afford $18 a month. I mean, I guess I can afford $22. Now it's $27 a month. Like, oh, I see $27 a month. I wonder how much my Netflix is. Oh, that's also $24 a month after tax. Oh, how much my YouTube premium is? That's $19. I'm like, I'm already like $70. That's three things. It's like, oh, you know, at least Peacock. Oh, Peacock's now $12. Okay, and AMC is $10, and Paramount Plus is $10, and Apple is $10, and I see a whole bunch of people that's $10, and it's like, hmm, this, is this really, am I really ever going to catch up on The Walking Dead? Do I really need AMC Plus? Like, yeah. I, uh, maybe one day, and you know, I keep like, I might want to watch something, now I don't have to resign. It's like, I don't even use Shudder. And I still pay this $6 a month. It's just... Because, like, one day I may use it, and it's there. Oh, well, I've, thankfully, I'm uh, kind of the opposite where... Because, yeah, when the Max subscri- subscription fell out, like, I've just never gotten it back. You know, and it's... I think we just have Peacock. Uh, technically... It, we only have eight uh, Apple TV as a technicality because we can just watch the MLS package because of our season tickets with the Columbus crew. So we don't really have that service. And then, yeah, it's the Hulu bundle, the Hulu Disney bundle, the ESPN plus Peacock. And that's it. Oh, see, I, I have YouTube premium because I like watching stuff in the background. And I like watching stuff without ads. Oh, and yeah. I, when I got it, it was cheaper. So when they, like I think I got it, it was like twelve dollars. And actually, it's like oh, also it's like I could watch Cobra Kai. I couldn't watch anywhere else. So like I pay for it. And then it's like it's just oh. increased price. But it's like it's it's benefits outweigh the cost. Where it's like I can watch long stuff without ads. I can watch it in the background without having the app open. That alone pays for it. I have I have HBO, so I get HBO Max for free. I I got the Disney Plus bundle because it's like I watch ESPN, so ESPN Plus makes sense. I got Hulu with no ads, and I actually like Disney stuff, so that makes sense. I think I got AMC Plus. I don't know why I got AMC. I think I was trying to catch up on a sh- like a particular shows. So that's why I got it, and I just kept it. And then it's like I had Discovery because Discovery was only three dollars. So that was cheap. And oh. Apple, Apple was like, I had Apple free for like three years. Like, oh, you got a Verizon account. Well, they have Apple Plus, Apple TV. I'm like, okay. I'll just do that. And now it's like, oh, $6 and stuff. And you don't think about it when it's like, you know, one or two. When it's like eight or nine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
And I occasionally forget about Netflix since the wife pays for that one. Oh, I forgot all about Netflix. Netflix is the one, the one that started it. And it's just, it's a perfect story to wrap up with. I was mad at Netflix because it was like, Netflix kept going up in price. Like, oh, you want to watch stuff in HD? You got to pay more. I'm like, why? You already like, and then it got to the point where, oh, we have, you don't, you don't care. Like, we, you can watch the cheap version with ads, but you can't watch Stranger Things. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't watch the most popular stuff. And I'm like, this is just throttling. I'm like, it's whatever. And it's the whole can't share your password if you do, they charge you extra. So one day I got a bill for $30. You know what they did? They charged me for having an extra user. You know who the extra user was? Me. <laughs> Uh, you signed yes, in actually, at one too many places. Yes. Even though it's like I had the primo thing where I, like, I could sign up to five different spots. Like I pay extra for that. And it's like, oh, well, we wasn't sure if this was you or not. So we just, and it's like, you want to get rid of this? I'm like, yes, I'm going to get rid of myself. I saw that deal one day. I want to, I want to throw my phone. I'm like, $30? Like, wait, wait, fun. I, did I order a Netflix movie date? I forgot about it. Like, is there a Netflix pay-per-view? This bill don't make any damn sense. And I went in my account and saw it. Like, yeah, $21.99 for HD account. Extra user account, $8. They really they really clamped down this whole, you're not sharing your password anymore. They're like, oh, we, we signed up. We made more money. Signed up all these people. It's like, that's why I got mad. It actually worked. They finished it from. <laughs> they went from oh, share with a friend to nah. Uh, yeah, I did not take advantage of the uh, share with a friend world. Uh, so, oh, people used to call me all the time. Like I heard you got this because I have everything. So they used to hit me up. Now I was like, nah. They say you can't share no more. You don't get it. And I just like well, may, and I just get mad at them for like. Maybe if you stop spending twenty million dollars for these movies that nobody that you don't need to, you wouldn't be complaining about money. Like, like I, I, I'm not seeing these Adam Sandler movies. Why well, I got paid for it? Like nobody told if you give Chris Rock ninety million dollars. Like, well, I got like why am I paying this extra stuff for these vanity projects? Like, no thanks. But that's the nature of business. And at least with WWE, they don't pay the employees the way they should, so they can keep their prices low. Because, <laughs> boy, I know if they if they got the money they were supposed to, it's Peacock might cost twenty dollars a month. Oh man, that would uh, that will be the day when things uh, things start to turn as you as ever, far as the cost go. You ever think like? Rest of salaries will ever be like public, public instead of like you guesstimating. Uh, I I doubt it. Like I don't know why that is one of those things. It's just like, hey, I have some vague idea of what everyone in sports makes, except for professional wrestlers. I think it benefits the wrestling companies far more than the wrestlers because if it ever came out, it's like, oh, you make it double what I'm making. I don't like that. Like, because that's the thing about salaries. People not knowing salaries benefit employers. It don't benefit employees. Like, one thing about government is kind of like, you work in government, you kind of get an idea how much people are making because it's like 
is mostly public knowledge. Like the, the scale is what the scale is, the bonuses is what the bonuses is. It's like it ain't no really surprise. You work in wrestling, it's like I don't know how much you make, so I I don't know how much to ask for. And it's like you know you want to tell somebody like imagine you, you Kofi Kingston, yes the Dolph, you ask like yes the Miz, how much you make, and it might be like double what you make. Boy, you might be. Oh, by the way, you know he going over tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you might be feeling a certain way. It's like most time you hear about salaries is when people trying to resign. It's like I had to ask for extra money, and they always make them people out to be the villains. It's like y'all really was, you know, like how dare Jeff Jarrett ask for what he deserved? I'm like, huh? Like you, it's funny the stories you hear when you were younger. They try to make the the, the rusty like assholes because they didn't get because they wanted to be compensated correctly. It was like, why was I out here rooting for Mr. McMahon's pockets? Oh, <laughs> like no, like they do Kevin Nash just cared about his money, <laughs> and, uh, and <laughs> that's what it's supposed to do. The worst, the the most angry I saw. Like we had a whole generation of wrestling media that tried to make me hate on Kevin Nash and Sid Vicious for different reasons. I once would like Kevin Nash because he just cared about making money, and I once would like Sid Vicious because he was just a big man that wanted to have fun and play softball. And as an adult, I'm like, they seem to know exactly how to live. Oh. They, had the, they had the priorities in order. Uh, yeah, that that was probably our biggest problem. Uh, perspective. Uh <laughs> Being in that age range uh, that they were in now uh, really helps uh, change your mind. Kevin Nash was selfish. No, Kevin Nash was smart. <laughs> Please. It's a job. You're supposed to get paid at a job. You can like it. Like, I love my job, too. I wouldn't love if I got underpaid. All that. If if it's you love it, it don't feel like work. No. Work always feel like work. That's why it's called work. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's uh, I, I always love the well, if I get into a different field it'll be better, it's just like, well, it's still work dude. Yeah, as a bricklayer if he loves laying bricks, he don't feel like work oh, I just love, he, he can love doing that too, that shit ain't easy I'm like, that, that's like, shut up <laughs> uh, well uh one of the bricks of this uh, this silly podcast is uh, me talking about beer at the end here. Uh, made some uh, chili for the chili cook-off tomorrow at the office, and uh, I used Guinness in it. So uh, I busted open a fresh Guinness uh, for tonight's podcast, and... Uh, not surprisingly, Guinness, still delicious, uh, brewed since, uh, 1759, uh, in, uh, good old Dublin, Ireland. Uh, 1769. Wow, 59. 59. <laughs> yes, 1759 was when, uh, when Guinness first started being brewed. Uh, I loved it. Uh, it was one of those first, uh, I, I don't know if you call it a craft beer, but, is definitely something not Budweiser that I got into uh, a long, long time ago, and uh, I still enjoy it quite, uh, quite a bit. So, uh, yeah, everyone can get this one. This is a beer where everyone, should they want to, can actually get this beer. So, uh, yeah, bell time beer of the show. Uh, I'm at Defrango Eleven. He is at Philly Drugs. The brand is at Stunt Granny. 
And uh, yeah, you can find us on uh, Apple, download and like us there. Spotify, oh no, Google's going away. What the, oh, iHeartRadio and Amazon. There we go. Shahid, uh, go ahead and take it on out like you normally do. For Kevin DeFranco, I'm Shahid Abdul-Hari. I hope you enjoy your beers, your non-beers, and the other things you drink. We are out. <laughs>